Welcome back to the 1% in Health. We've got Tyler Haas with us. We're very excited to have him uh, before we get into the podcast. Uh, again, uh, we do talk about uh, sensitive topics that, that may trigger. We are also not professionals. Seek professional help for the conditions that we speak of. Um, that's that. Thank you so much, Tyler, for coming again and uh, taking yeah. time away from your family after work, coming in with us. It, it means a lot to us. So thank you. Yeah. Hey, no problem. Happy to happy to do it. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, excited to share my story and help out any way I can. So awesome. awesome. Thank you. Um, we are going to uh, uh, talk about family, family life. You've got a, an amazing uh, story uh, with your family, uh, what you've done in your career. Uh, and also we're going to talk about anxiety today and uh, how that played out in your uh, your career and in your life. Uh, we're excited for you to uh, be open and share um, uh, feelings and, and discussions about that. I know it's hard for uh, for athletes sometimes and, and professionals to open up about conditions and share, especially when it comes to mental health. So we really appreciate it. And I'm very excited to dive into that. Before we do, um, let's jump into um, family life. Let's, let's start with uh, your, your pops and basketball and your upbringing, if you, if you don't mind diving into that. Was very fortunate growing up to have the parents that I had. I mean, had very involved parents from a young age. Um, you know, felt felt very loved by them growing up. Had a great relationship with with my my grandparents, um, especially my grandpa. I mean, cannot remember very many games. And even when I got to to BYU practices, that my grandpa was not in the stands, uh, just felt a lot of support. Um, and, you know, especially from him, but my, my parents as well. I mean, um, not only in basketball, but, but just life in general, very involved and cared about what was going on in, in my life. And so, you know, feel, feel very fortunate to have the upbringing that I had with, with them. Was it always in Utah? Did you ever move out of the state or was it, was it always here? No, it was always here. I, I was born in born in Belgium, actually. My dad was playing ball over there. We lived there a couple of years is all. And then, uh, yeah, moved it to a couple of different spots here in Utah. And we moved to Alpine when I was about eight years old and, and lived there uh, yeah, awesome. through high school. And talk a little bit about your dad and his basketball career. It's, it's fascinating, the, the basketball legacy you guys have. Yeah, he, um, you know, he was a, a multi-sport athlete in high school. Uh, you know, it, it was funny growing up. Yeah, he's obviously just dad to me, but growing up, you know, people would come up to him and be like, wow, you were, you were so fast. Like, I remember playing against awesome. you in, in football or, you know, I ran against you in track. And so that was always – and. To me, he wasn't that fast anymore. And so to hear people say that was kind of funny. Um, but, I mean, he ran track at BYU. Um, you know, That's amazing. I didn't know that. Ran, ran the wow. 100. Like, he, he had wow. next-level speed. You know, I, did, wow. I, I tease him sometimes. I, I, I didn't get that speed, uh, but <laughs> was fortunate to get some height and that helped in my basketball career. But that's awesome. And, and TJ and 
as well. And you've, you've had a great family uh, heritage and, and dynasty there. Um, anything else you want to share about your uh, childhood upbringing or kind of uh, getting into high school? Um, you know, you're Mr. Basketball twice, uh, which is a huge accomplishment. Lone Peak was always fun. I, I moved from Virginia to here and um, my daughter graduated in 2015. So it was awesome to watch TJ and those guys go as far as they did. What, what, what was it like when you were going through Lone Peak and you mind speaking to that a little bit? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I loved my high school years. It's some of my, my best memories uh, of basketball actually played for a, you know, a, a great coach uh, in Quincy Lewis. And, you know, he had created a basketball culture that was very enticing from a young age. I mean, he, he got there when I was in sixth or seventh grade and he started to build this culture of, of winning and getting better and improving. And he had, you know, he had these camps in the summertime that were, were big time camps. And, you know, there were some really good players ahead of me a few years that Mm -hmm. um, made me just, want to get better and be mm-hmm. like them you know one in particular his name's Jackson Emery I, I ended up playing with them at BYU yeah. um, my freshman year was his junior year he was just a great mentor to me there but you know at the time he was like this you know out of out of you know the next level figure that I was trying to get mm-hmm. to and um, I remember just seeing how hard he played and being like you know, it was actually my dad that pointed out, he's like, Ty, you think you're playing hard? Watch this guy play hard mm-hmm. and you'll know what hard is. And, you know, I remember watching him in the summertime. It was like a 10 o'clock game um, in, in a summer league. And he he went down and just ripped the ball from some guy, took it the full length of the court, scored, came back down, blocked a shot, and then came back down and made a three. And like, 30 seconds. I was like, wow. Okay. That that's what hard is. But yeah. So I like, I bring that up because I, you know, I had really good examples um, to me on on the basketball court, had a great coach that pushed me, um, Mm -hmm. you know, saw my talent from a young age and, and, and then gave me opportunity, you know, brought me on to the team as a freshman, uh, you know, put me in big games, put me in big situations. And so I feel like, you know, there were some people along my path that saw potential in me. And, you know, I had some great examples and, and leaders that helped me, uh, helped pull me along and push me to, to get to the next level. Was there a moment in time where you knew that maybe you had a little extra something than those you were playing with? I know you're a humble guy. Is yeah. there, was, there a t- was there a time where it was like, oh, wow, uh, I, might, I might be pretty good at this? Yeah, there, you know, there were, I, I guess I could answer that by saying there were stages of that, right? You know, in junior high, there was a moment where I was like, oh, I'm, I'm big time. You know, I, I, I was the best player on my team and, you know, I started scoring a lot. I, I, you know, by eighth grade, I was, you know, already six one. And so I was a yeah. big kid. And wow. then, you know, I got to got to high school and made the made the varsity team as a freshman. And it, I started over, felt like I was mm. you know, starting a new chapter where I had to establish myself, reprove myself like and there were like some hard moments for sure. Um, lots of tears, lots of 
you know, my, my freshman year, we go nine and 12 and coming off of the year prior was a state championship year. And so we, we don't mm. even make the state playoffs my freshman year. And, you know, so lots of doubt, lots of like, you know, just, it was a weird, weird moment in, in my basketball yeah. career, you know, felt like I was going to be the next guy stepping in. We were going to have a, a, mm-hmm. another state championship run and it just didn't work out. And so one of those moments where it's like, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to respond to this? And, you know, we, we just went to work and I started getting stronger and, and getting bigger, faster, and was just in the gym every day, spring and summer, um, awesome. you know, and, and slowly, you know, started to, to get better and better. And yeah, there's moments where it's like, you know, oh, I like you feel the success and there's good games and, you know, there's small wins along the way. And, but you, you never like set out to accomplish, Hey, I mm-hmm. want to be Mr. Basketball or I want to do this. Yeah. It's just like the goal was I got to get better every day. And then when I step on the court, like I'm going to flip a switch and try and be somebody different and, you know, play mm. with some fire and intensity. And in your dad instilled that in you, it sounds like a little bit because he was very involved as well, coaching and, and the, all the off season stuff, right. That, that yeah, fire come from him. Long. Did it. Right. Yeah, I think it was, you know, I think it was something that was developed. Um, I I can remember lots of, lots of silent car rides home after, after games, um, because he felt like I didn't play hard. It was all about, it was all about effort with my dad. If he felt like I didn't give my best effort, he was very frustrated. And he's like, Mm -hmm. why are, why are we doing this if you're not going to play hard? And so, um, and, and that was something, a lesson that I had to learn over and over and over mm-hmm. again um, until I finally got in a rhythm and a routine where it was like, as soon as I step across the line, like I, I'm, I've got to be, I've got to get myself on edge because I'm like in, in, in real life, like I, I'm a very relaxed down to earth, just kind of mm-hmm. easygoing person. But like, it's part of the reason why I loved competing in basketball is it, it was my place where I could be somebody different and I could Mm -hmm. act different. And I, I allowed myself to be somebody else on the basketball court. Yeah. 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 So I like definitely developed from my dad. Um, but yes, a lesson I had to learn over and over again. Awesome. Let's talk a little bit about BYU and your accomplishments there. And, and um, I loved watching uh, BYU basketball when you were there. Um, do you mind not being a little humble and talking about that and what you accomplished? <laughs> I can't yeah. do it justice. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. I, I mean, so many amazing memories at, at BYU. I played with some awesome players. I mean, um, again, like feel very fortunate to have the coach that I had, um, and Dave Rose, and he believed in me from, from day one. Um, and really before I got to BYU, he was, he followed me all over the country to basketball tournaments and wow. had this big, had this big vision for me. Uh, I, I tell people all, all the time, like BYU and Utah were one of my final few schools and it was always mm. BYU and Utah sitting next to each other at, at, wow. at my games. Um, but I, I just, I fell in love with coach Rose and, and his style of play. I felt like fit um, my game and what I wanted to do. And um, they were, 
you know, winning lots of games and it was a culture I wanted to be a part of. And so, I, um, you know, and he made me a part of that, that vision and, and culture. Uh, and I can remember going through a tough moment uh, my freshman year uh, in preseason. We haven't even played a game yet. Um, but he pulled me into this, you know, side room that they, they had saved for, you know, some, I think it was uh, a cougar club room. It was like super mm -hmm. nice chairs. And I, like, he pulled me in and I was like, I'm, I'm going to get cut. Like I'm, I, I think. Mm. I, Mr. Basketball getting cut. I'm a, yeah. You think I'm a different player than, than what I was in high school, but he pulled me in. He's like, Ty, are you all right? You doing okay? He's like, I've got all the confidence in the world in you. And I believe you're going to be an amazing player here. And, and so you know, and, and said some other things too, but, you know, from then on, my confidence just started to build. He, he showed awesome. so much confidence. He showed you he me. believed in you. Yeah. Yeah. He, showed me he believed in me and that's all I needed to like let loose and go play my game. And, you know, I ended up having a, a good fresh, a good freshman year, uh, played with Jimmer Fredette. Um, amazing, and, yeah. you know, we, we win, we go to the NCAA tournament and, you know, win a game, which we hadn't done in a long time. And then, yeah, I go on a mission, come back three years and, you know, was not expecting to you know, become the all time leading scorer, but it just kind of happened. And, you just, know, just kind of happened. <laughs> just kind of, well, didn't just happen. you, you, your tenacity, your, yeah, a lot of work, a lot of work yeah. went in, went into that. But I, I, ne yeah. I guess I never set out to do that. Um, did I you, did you feel like you were starting over again when you got back off the mission? Did, were you like, okay, I, now I have to redo this. This is my fourth phase. I had to do it as a freshman in high school. I had to do it as a freshman at college. Now I'm mm -hmm. back from my mission. I, what was that like? Uh, it was hard. I mean, getting my body back in shape was, was really difficult. Just getting my strength back, getting my legs back. And then just the feel of basketball, like, in your mind, you kind of remember the way that you you played and did stuff, but it took, I mean, it took a good six months before I like felt comfortable, but really like I, I hit the ground running. Uh, you know, I, wow. my confidence was, was there. I, I, because I had done it before, I knew I could play at that level. And so, you know, once we started practice in the fall and got into practice games, like I was right there and, and really, you know, I, I got involved with uh, a sports psychologist named Craig Manning um, at, at BYU, really that sophomore year, right back from my mission and, you know, started working with him, started going through his program. And I had Love been it. exposed to some mental training before, but that was a huge part of my success. You know, my, my last three years at BYU um, and, and overseas was was just that that mental training, getting my mind right and, and visualizing, that, you know, getting just having a, a plan in place in your head of what to think about, because, you know, I, I'm an overthinker and mm -hmm. I tend to overanalyze every every little detail and everything that a coach says. And so to be able to have some framework to build from and have someone to talk to was really helpful. 
That's great. And and I think it's inspirational to those that are thinking of going on a mission and that do go on a mission that you can come back and do high level things in sports and college. I, I, you've seen it over and over with some people, but at your level to be able to do that, become the all time leading score at BYU after a mission, that's inspirational. So thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. Let's get into the let's get into the pro pro career and why you're a one percenter in in uh, in basketball. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. Where did you play? What was that like? Did you feel like you were now in your fifth stage of having to prove yourself again? What was that like? For sure, yeah, definitely felt like that. Every team I played on felt like I had to uh, establish myself again and prove that I was a good player, and not only to my teammates, to my to my coaches and you know, the, the, the management uh, that was a part of those clubs, but I, I played in three different spots in Spain, um, Santiago, uh, Wesca and, and Bilbao um, and had an amazing experience. I mean, had just had so much fun traveling around and playing and That's awesome. You know, we, we had games once a week and um played against just really, really good players. I mean, guys that you've never heard of, but it's like, man, these guys are smart and talented and, you know, make, make you pay for every little mistake. Mm -hmm. Like I, I tell people it, it was like playing, you walk out there and it's like, that dude looks like a soccer player. He's six, two mm -hmm. and skinny. And you know, the Spaniard beard, like, yeah, like, I'm going to take it to this guy tonight. And, yeah. and really he ends up with, you know, 20 points and eight assists and it just like just super smart and analytical. I think it's something that I, I learned playing in Spain, just so tactical. And, you know, they don't have the NBA rule of three seconds in the key. And so everything's mm -hmm. just like really tight and compact. compact. And, it doesn't, and so it leads to more like more tactical gameplay. It feels like you're mm. playing chess out there. It's like they're going to guard the ball screen this way, but um, what, yeah, it, what? That, yeah, go ahead. So, and and you were you were a surgeon in the box too. So that must have been hard because I do remember when I'd watch what you could do with the six eight, the six nine, the seven footers, and and you know weave and bob around them in, in the box. So if it's did it did it push the game to the outside or when you say tactical, what do you mean by that? Yeah, just, I mean, a lot more screens, a lot more, like a lot more reading the game in the half court. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that was challenging. Like so much, so much of my game was, um, getting out in transition, playing fast. Like a lot of my offense came from that. And, okay. and so it, it pushed me to figure out other ways to score, other ways to get involved. And, um, and really like read defenses, try and understand what was going on. Um, but yeah, That's really awesome. it, it pushed me to be better. I appreciate that. Um, what, what, but before we move on to basketball, um, we're trying to get Tyler home to his wife here tonight and, and stick this to the 30, 40 minutes. So we don't want to rush it, but, um, what is your superpower in basketball? Are there many? Is there one? Like, what would you say? Was it your tenacity? Was it your, your 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 strategic thinking? What was your superpower? Yeah, what I is? think my my superpower in basketball was uh, just consistency. Like, mm -hmm. I, I wasn't a flashy player. I wasn't going to drive in and and dunk on anybody. Like, I I did have some dunks. I will give 
give myself some credit. <laughs> but I, like that wasn't my, that wasn't my game. Like you could watch me play and, and be like, I haven't really noticed him tonight, but I end up with 20 points and seven yeah. rebounds and like, and silent I just killer. did that over and over. Yeah. It was more of a silent killer. Just found, found ways to score, found ways to contribute. I always played hard, but like, I think consistency, consistency in my, my body of work that I was putting in, in practice, but then in games, like you knew I was going to, going to show up. And were you married this whole time? Um, yeah, so I got married, I got married at the end of my senior year uh, at BYU. And, okay. and then three weeks later we were in Spain. So, wow. so it was a long change, uh, a big adventure for us. Wow. That's awesome. Um, okay. So we're, we're here to talk about uh, some, you know, sensitive topics. Of course, this is 1% in health. Um, Tyler has shared some of, uh, some of his struggles throughout his career. Um, I'll let him talk to it, but um, we'll, today we'll be talking a little bit about anxiety and, and Tyler, uh, thank you again for coming here and sharing your, your family story, your basketball story. Um, when did anxiety start for you? Let's just dive right in. Yeah, I think it, you know, it started at a very young age. Um, okay. I mean, I, I think probably like seventh grade. So 12, 13 years old, like I really, um, really started feeling those things. And I didn't, I didn't even know what was, what was going on. Uh, didn't understand that it was anxiety um, mm -hmm. until, until later. Um, you know, and, and I think everybody to some extent goes through that, especially in mm -hmm. junior high, there's insecurities, there's, you start to feel, you're trying to find yourself, trying to find your voice, trying to figure out who you are. And so, um, but it, it, it was really hard going through it. And, mm -hmm. you know, fortunate to have, you know, good people in my life that I was able to, to turn to, because, you know, we were talking before this, like, you know, I was one that held on to everything. And it was, mm -hmm. you know, especially as an athlete, you know, you're taught to just like fight through it and be tougher. And like, and so I, I felt like I was the only one that was going through it. I was very mm -hmm. quiet. Like I felt like there were lots of days at school that I was, you know, I'd speak five words and people, people knew I was a basketball player. People knew who I was, but you know, I, you know, I was just quiet and a little bit awkward. That's what they want. Yeah. Yeah. What was just, what, what, what was the anxiousness? What, what, how do you just, how can you describe it? If you're sitting there, what are you feeling as an anxious mind? Is it, uh, how, can you describe it? Yeah, I think, I think w it was a lot of like worrying about what other people thought of me, mm. um, worrying about my image, um, worrying about how I, how I was perceived by others. And that's kind of been a lifelong battle for me. Mm -hmm. um, just constantly comparing myself to others and just that feeling of insecurity. And so it, it, it was tough. Um, but, you know, I had good leaders. Um, you know, I think God played a big role in, in my life um, growing up. You know, I was fortunate to have some really good leaders that helped me through some some difficult moments and and fortunate enough to have basketball too like i i yeah. think it was basketball was something i poured my heart and soul into and and it allowed me to 
um, you know, it was my safe place, my, my safe yeah. haven. Right. And it, it's interesting. Cause like my, my gym growing up, I didn't have a gym in my house. Uh, I did have a hoop in my backyard, but we got keys to the church. And so it was like, mm. you know, basketball and, and church, like that was my, my safe haven. And I'd yeah. go over and shoot with my dad, shoot by myself. Like I, I just, I love being in the gym and, and pouring all was, of like insecurities into that. Wow. I love that. And you did something with it. That that's what's impressive is, is you took a feeling, you took an anxious, anxiousness, a worry, you know, worried mind and put it to work. And and were you able to talk to your parents about it? Um, I know for a, for a time there, Lone Peak had some tragic, um, you know, suicides and, uh, and, you know, you, you, as a star basketball player at Lone Peak talking about anxiety and feeling the things that some of those who suffered, there was a, there was a long stretch there at Lone Peak. That was pretty, pretty tough, especially my senior, uh, my daughter's senior year. It was absolutely devastating. The things that have happened at Lone Peak and for you to come on here and talk about uh, anxiousness and worriness and, and anxiety when you're Mr. Basketball, is powerful and inspirational to many. And uh, I think they implemented at Lone Peak some, uh, some group, group discussions and group, uh, I won't call it therapy, but the kids got in circles in the gym and they talked and they talked about their problems. Did you have that at that time? Because this was before kind of you went, you, you were before this, but did you have somebody to talk to? Was it your parents? Were you able to talk to church leaders? Did you keep it to yourself? Do you mind sharing a little bit of that? Yeah, I, I think it's important to note that um, everybody goes through these feelings, has to mm-hmm. work through these things at some point in your life. Like, and when I finally came to that realization that I wasn't alone in in those feelings, like that was very comforting to me. It's like I don't have to be perfect. Like all these things are are normal things that that people deal with, um, but. Uh, I did, I held on to it many times, but it, it always felt better when I would talk to somebody um, awesome. about mm-hmm. my struggles, right? I would open up, say, hey, I'm struggling. And it, yeah, it was my parents at times. It was my grandpa at times. I remember, uh, you know, sitting with my grandpa in the car saying, grandpa, I'm like, I'm sad. I, uh, you have any advice for me? Help me, help me understand what's going on. And um, and he helped me, um, wow. and showed a lot of support and he actually pointed me to, to reading some scriptures in the morning and that mm-hmm. it developed, you know, that part of my routine that, that helped me, um, just have better days and have better perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, it was lots of coaches throughout. I mean, once I got to BYU too, and, started meeting with a mental performance coach. Like I, it all came like full circle. And I was like, Oh, I was feeling anxiety all growing up. Like I was a super mm. anxious kid. I, I didn't even, it didn't even, hit you didn't me label yet. that. Yeah. I didn't mm. label it. And I, I think it's healthy to label those things. I'm feeling mm. anxiety. Like I, I didn't know what that was, but I, I knew I wasn't right on the inside. And so I, I, I reached out for help and those things were good. But once I got to BYU and I, I could put a label on it, like, oh, this is, this is anxiety. This is me being nervous. Like it just, it helped me so much, not only in like my social life, um, but on the basketball court too. And, mm. um, you know, it, it, 
it helped in not giving it as much power, right? Mm. I think you can, you can give these meaningless, I, I don't want to say meaningless, but these emotions, you can give them so much power and attach them to your identity. And it, that's where I got in some, some dark spots, I think. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Um, did it, did it follow? Was there a point where it was worse? Was it consistent? Was it always there? Was it lurking? What did it peak up in college mission? Did it peak up in pro basketball? Was there, or was it just kind of always there lurking? Yeah. I, you know, I think it's, it's something that I've never, I've never been, I've never gotten to a point where I like, I I'm over it. Like, I think it's still something that I live with today. Yeah. And and that's helped me just coming to that realization that it's something that I have to work through on a daily yeah. basis and understand that, yeah, I, I feel anxiety and this is how I'm going to deal with it. Like I've always been a journal keeper writing down thoughts Love that. Is wow. that helped me, um, you know, identify good thoughts and bad thoughts when I, when I just let it stew in my head, you call it the monkey mind and you're just like bouncing yeah. all over the place. Like, that's where I get into really bad mental spots. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my wife, bless her heart. Like she, she helps me in, in those moments be like, Ty, Hey, you're overthinking. She'll call me thoughts sometimes. Hey, Hey, how you doing over there? Thoughts. I'm like, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) She'll call you thoughts. I love that. that. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Thoughts. That, that is, that is great. Um, your mindset. I love that your grandfather helped you. I love that your parents yeah, and you had the support. You were able to open yeah. up. You had a beautiful family. You had a beautiful community. You 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 felt like you could. O- there was two things. You had a supportive group, and you felt like you could open up to them. That is that is huge. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of there's a lot of you know broken families out there. They don't have that ability. And you 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 your mindset got you to these places that you got to. And, and, and in college, you were able to get a, a sports psychologist, if, if that's what they're called, and, and continue to help you because of your mindset, your community, your parents. And, and I just want to point that out, that as, as a parent myself, I need to pay attention. I need to be open to my kids so they can come to me I, and, and in the community, make sure that there's a safe community and supportive community and make it an open home. I, I, I love that. I love that you had that, that you talked about it, you recognized it. Um, we're, we're coming out of time here. We need to get you back to your family. We had major technical difficulties with Tyler. He, <laughs> I think there's something that didn't want Tyler to share his story. We got through it. Thank you for, for the basketball story. Thank you for the family. Um, you know, opening up about anxiety is, is uh, in, a, in a public format um, is, is brave. And it, and it sounds like you've been doing it for a long time. And, and you've been sharing and you've been an inspiration, not just on the court, but as a community uh, member in your work, your career. Um, I, we wish you luck. Um, Clarissa, anything you, you want to say or Nash before we uh, end this? No, I say we bring him on again. This is like leaving me off the cliff. You know, <laughs> yeah. I want to hear more about this. I mean, we're, I feel like I'm getting cheated here. You know, it's great. <laughs> I, I, I want to hear more about it. I haven't got to ask him a question. So yeah, maybe he'll break again. I think it would be great. Don't you guys? I'd yeah. love to have him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, we could have again, a part t- two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, 
Yeah. Let's get you home to your family and yeah. have a good night. But thank you again so much for, for sharing your story. Thanks, yeah. Tyler. No, thanks for having me on. I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave you guys with, with this thought and anyone who's listening, like, you know, mental health is something that affects everyone. And, and I think if I could say anything, like go talk to somebody, whoever that mm-hmm. is, if you don't, I mean, not everybody has a, a, a family support system. I mean, go talk to a friend or a colleague or coworker or someone in your life cares enough about you. And so whether you know what's going on inside or not, like go talk to somebody. I've always been surprised by people's responses when, when I do that, you know, Mm. there are some, there are some bad people out there. um, But those those guys don't matter. Like go talk to somebody. And I think you'll surprise, you'll be surprised by their response. And, and majority of the time, you'll feel, you'll feel love. And I think that's what everyone is, is trying to feel and love can, you know, conquer any fear you have and conquer any emotion that you're trying to, trying to work through. And so, um, but everything's going to, everything's going to be okay. And there is, there is light, there's goodness. And so like, keep, keep working through those things. Don't give up um, because everyone's going through it and everyone's climbing the mountain and, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, hopefully something I, I said today can, can be of help and help someone else climb their mountain. There's a yes. lot that you've said, just representing yeah. who, who you are and talking about this and sharing your message. And, and, it, and it's come from generations from your family, the work ethic, the mindset, and uh, it's just, it's inspirational. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having yes. me on guys. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, till next time.